record. There we go. We're good. Hello. Hello. Woo. 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 That's it. This yep. is the intro. Yep. There it is. That's the intro. Thank you for coming to the show. Goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? Hello. What's up? Welcome to the Movication Podcast. Where we talk about movies yeah that we've seen and and stuff and things things i'm doing stuff things oh man the walking dead fell off so hard oh yeah we don't talk about walking dead that dude is like super rich though robert kirkman oh yeah like super rich He's got all the money in the world. He'll never, never have to work a day in his life. So did you guys listen to that uh, Fat Man Beyond link I sent you? No. Earlier this week? No, I, I sent it to you because it was like the, I don't want to say showrunner, but someone heavily involved in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, I think maybe like the main writer or something like that. Uh-huh. So they did an interview with him and it was, I was like, all right. I know they'd like that. And of course they had like their news stuff, um, which apparently I didn't know that JJ Abrams is making a superhero or not a superhero, a Superman movie. Yeah. And they're going to make it the first black iteration of Superman. And there's a small, small chance that Michael B. Jordan is doing the classic Marvel dodge a bullet thing of like, I mean, I'd like to see other people play it. I don't particularly want to play it myself because people are asking him about it. Because honestly, wouldn't you want to see him as Superman? I would, but I still like Henry Cavill as as a Superman. No, but they, they wanted because um, he. The other thing that they said about Michael B. Jordan is like he knows his shit. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's cool that they want to make Superman black. Like, that's cool. It's about time, honestly. Like, who does, who's to say there? I mean, there is versions uh, um, within DC that there is a black Superman. Yeah. So it's about time, you know, and all that. And he's like, but, and this is where it was interesting for them. And I thought it was interesting just as a fan. It's myself trying to like learn this stuff as I go. He was like, yeah, but it doesn't necessarily need to be Kal-El slash Clark Kent. It can be, um, he, named like a couple other ones and even kevin smith was like i was seriously impressed that he was able to name like these other iterations of superman like someone that you probably wouldn't assume and i know nerd culture is like super big right now but like to think that like the dude that rebranded the whole ass rocky franchise and made it amazing again is a superhero fan is just crazy i mean to me like it's it's funny to see some of these bigger these big dudes who are like super, super, ner- super nerdy. Mm-hmm. Like, look at uh, Jason Momoa, you know, super nerd. Uh, Joe, I can never pronounce his last name. Magnello, Magnello or Magnello. something like that. Sofia Vergara's husband. Yeah, he's, he's a fucking mega nerd. <laughs> oh, he dude, he a, is super nerdy. He writes like books. Uh, I don't know if it, it's something, it's, it looks similar to like D&D, but he like, he makes like these uh, manuals too. Like he writes for some board game. Yeah. So I do know that he actually has his own podcast uh-huh. and it's a D and D podcast. Like they do actual, uh, I think they call them campaigns. 
yeah yeah on the podcast it's like him and i think he gets some like celebrity people to do it too but they do full-on campaigns on his show i'm pretty sure he made a cameo on the big bang theory when they're uh because there's an episode where uh i'm pretty sure where, too yeah where will wheaton's playing celebrity uh D, and i'm pretty sure it's him william shatner uh kareem abdul jabbar and uh <laughs> Somebody else, and there was so like random. it was so random. I, I, I think Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith was, was in that episode because I, I remember it because he he wasn't in the episode. His voice was, and he just kept going, "You're cruising for a beat and Wheaton." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Nicholas, like Nicholas Cage is also a super nerd. Have you ever seen Nick Cage's son? Isn't his son's name literally Cal-El? Pretty sure, yeah. But. That sounds, you, that sounds familiar. But familiar. you have you? I'm sure you guys have seen Metapocalypse, right? Yeah. No. Oh, well, I know about. Nick I know Cage, about it. Nick Cage's son legit looks like IRL Nathan Explosion. Really? Oh. He's like he's like he's a big, he's a stocky dude with long. I'm not sure how he looks. You know, like I, I have I've seen pictures of him, and I'm like, holy shit, that's that's fucking Nathan Explosion. I have seen photos <laughs> of him. Yeah. Now that I think about it. No, I mean, uh, so if if they were, obviously it's going to happen. I know J.J. Abrams is at least producing it. I don't think he's involved past that. So knowing that they are going to make Superman black, who's your ideal person to play him? Should they go someone big like Michael B. Jordan or should they find a newer, smaller talent? Almost in the way doing. that they did with uh, Spider-Verse where they got Shameik Moore to do it because he, he's been in stuff but he wasn't like super well known and then what, after is this be, Is it going to be cartoon or live action? I'm pretty sure it's live action. Live action. Yeah. Honestly, it depends, on what, it depends on what they're going to do. Like because you have all this hype still from this from you know the Snyder Cut being re-released or being released you know now is your chance now is your chance to pivot into a direction that can be profitable for them but of course now like you know do you continue do you bring in a new superman but you still have some unfinished storyline with henry cavill superman and you can't just swap that out you know what i mean yeah. well they can well, because money well not even that they don't have to swap it out uh they simple simple answer multiverse Oh yeah, so something like so like what what are they gonna do? Like are they just gonna make a couple one offs? Well, of, I've been like, hearing um, that uh the Batman's gonna take place on Earth too, is what I've heard. The one in, with like, uh, the, Pattinson? Yeah, in like the main in like the Snyderverse is like Earth One or some crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing it like that. Yeah, well the Snyderverse is probably gonna stay Earth One and they're not really gonna go touch it anymore because it seemed like hey, they gave me the money to do this, I did it. And it's probably not going to go anywhere. Let's be honest here. Really I don't. Though. It really should. Like I will admit that it should because it's it's DC's strongest like start to an actual like MCU esque type franchise. To where they they have a lot of material right there to expand off of. I feel like but, Wonder Woman had a great start, but then eighty four kind of dropped the ball. Eighty four dropped the ball hard. Look, just give me more more like Shazam, and I'll be okay. Um, another thing, interesting thing about that episode was they talked about, um, 
this ongoing situation with Joss Whedon being a bitch. And apparently he like threatened Gail Gadot's career on set. And like she's alluded to it before that he like tried to do something to her. Uh-huh. And then she went on like an Israeli TV show this couple weeks ago and finally said what happened. And she, she didn't get into details, but she was like, it was her response was scary. She was just like, uh, yeah, he tried something with me, but I put him in his place right there on the spot and uh, told him I wasn't going to deal with it. up again, buddy. Did I? <laughs> I'm blue. Am I still yeah. frozen? Yeah, you talked like a robot for a second. You were frozen. Yeah, wow. it like zinged Edit. out then. Editing's gonna be fine. Yeah. So say uh, everything you just said again. From she went on an Israeli show. Yeah. So she went on an Israeli TV show, and uh, she they brought it up because the whole Ray Fisher thing. And she goes, "Well, he did try something with me, and uh, apparently, what it was was like he said something like, you 'You're gonna do this, or I'm gonna end your entire career.'" Yeah. Okay, and, Josh and she her response to the the interview question was basically like i put him in his place right there on the spot and i handled my business right there in front of everyone i'm like that's scary okay because i know she's she was actually like in the israeli military for like yeah, four she's years a, she's like a, she's a trained uh soldier yeah, yeah, yeah. she'd probably kill him let's be real <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I was I like, I don't care for Josh Whedon, man. I don't really care for him very much. I didn't really like him like before all this either. Like he just, and the the fucking the funniest thing to me though, and I'm not trying to get like too political here, but the funniest thing to me though is like how many like stories about like just abuse that he's that are coming out about him towards mm-hmm. women, and his whole like shtick for his career was he's a feminist. Like, that was, like, why he was so popular for a while was because it was, like, Joss Whedon's the Hollywood feminist. And, like, then you get all these stories about how shitty he is. Yeah. Like, ironic. Firefly sucks. Yeah, my brother. An abomination. Saying that right now. Firefly sucks. My brother made me watch Firefly once, and I was bored out of my mind. Yep. It It was the worst Never seen it. Like Don't a, care to. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure it's gonna disappear for a while. <laughs> there's also a movie for it called Serenity or something. I don't know. Yeah, they made a movie because it only lasted a season, and they needed a movie to uh, wrap it up. So, well, I know so, Joe just got back from Spiral. This spiral, is a t- spiral, spiral, spiral. And I know movie. Cole saw it. Yeah. I saw it. Let me just, I'll start this conversation. No, by no, going. no, no. We're, we're going to start on another segment. Oh, this one's oh, called, oh. yeah. We're going to start on another segment. And uh, Brady, hit the Brady Saw an MCU movie. Uh, uh, we will do that next week because I forgot to watch Iron Man. Oh, uh, Iron Man, you supposed to watch Captain America. No, oh, Iron Man's the first one. Iron Man. No, Iron Man release is or, release order. I'm watching Timeline. You, you goons You're... show up. You know what? I'll get to y'all when I get release there. order. When I get there, right? I'll get to y'all when I get there. Release order, sir. Nah, man, timeline. Yeah, timeline no. Where the fun's at. We're not doing chronological for this. <sighs> my brain would break, but yeah, I've totally like it slipped my mind. So, Fine. <laughs> we will, well, we instead will of watching the Saw week. movies, you could have watched Iron Man. 
And that's fun. why it slipped my mind. It's because I was watching the Saw movies. I was like, and don't watch the Saw movies. I, I, I wanted to stop so the, many times for this, for this segment then. I think it was during Saw 2. You texted, I should have watched Iron Man. Or it may, that may have been the, during the first one. It was during the fucking first one for real. Which first going back. Classic, man. Okay, so I did watch the first three Saw movies before I went to go see Spiral. Um, those, three are, those three are so good. But here's the thing. I've seen almost every Saw movie just in bits and pieces off of like sci-fi channel every once in a while in October. Mm-hmm. So like I kind of know certain parts from it and things like that. And obviously after three, and to be honest, during three, but after three, it turns into fuck it, let's just kill people. I'm gonna agree. Cause I feel like one one to three, they they have a solid storyline. The overall movies aren't great. I like them, but they have a, like a they have a good storyline going. Like if you're, if you're trying to like you know pay attention to it all, one through three hold up pretty well, and I like the the end of three, you know when you're flashbacking through everything, and then it shows like the peak death. I was like, you know what, this is good, and then like you say, yeah, from there it kind of, I will give falls that, off a bit. I will give them that it does have like pretty decent continuity, as far as like almost making that first the first the room that you spend most of the time in in the first movie Mm -hmm. a character in of itself because it always seems like it goes back to that room like two ended in that room three and it has a connection building yeah same building well three even ended in the in that room because after she uh oh yeah yeah after he shot jigsaw they did the whole flashback and it shows then amanda and um John Kramer like John setting Kramer, everything yeah. up, and then she and it the ends door in that and... room. Yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. And I, I want to say, I know the events of four, and I haven't gotten to four yet, but I've been reading about it. I know the events of four happen at the exact same time of the events of three. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm sure it's going to end in that room again. But yeah, I will give one. Like I thought about it after I watched it. Like yeah, it's not a great movie at all. Like to be honest with you, like it's I. I see why people do enjoy at least the first one, but to me, it's not that great. It's not worth the fanfare that it does get, in my opinion. Um, but I see why, why people enjoy it, and I also think that like it is really inventive as far as like a horror movie goes to be able to pull something off and keep audiences attached to a, a, a franchise for multiple entry, entries based off of a, a short that was ten minutes long to a full-length feature movie that is literally set in one room, pretty much. I mean, yeah, there's there's other stuff with, like, uh, um, what's his name? Not Donald Glover's father, but his name. Can't think of it right now. Danny Glover. Danny Glover, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, there's other settings with him in it, and, like, there's the whole setting with, like, the doctor's wife and all that. And from my understanding, the doctor from the first one comes back in, like, the seventh one. And yeah he does so like that's kind of cool but like overall like those movies like after the third one and even in the like i said in the third one it becomes like all right let's do some traps where we can kill some people in some interesting ways and so going to see spiral it was almost like a breath of fresh air into the saw franchise 
why don't you think uh, the first song wasn't like isn't as great as it as it seems to me? Like, I mean, it's not like it's not like great, great, but it definitely was a game changer for the for the genre. I'll give it that, but like pacing wise, it's, you know, it's, it's just it's like it's like Blair Witch. You know, Blair Witch was a game changer because it it was it was found it, you know it introduced found footage style movies or horror movies. But Blair like, Witch was good. So was the first song. No, the first song had good parts. The first song had a I good concept. It. I liked concept. it. I had, I had a good, yeah, it's a good concept. I see. But so that's why I think I liked it because it it didn't need a lot to be good. I mean, this is James Wan's first. It was James Wan's first big movie. He spent, I think, I think they said he spent like eighteen grand. Like that's that's how much money he had going into it, and he spent most of it on the room. They shot it in like eighteen days. Yeah, it was it was it was quick, but like it it triggered like you know a whole different style in the movies, which makes it I I like the movies, but like I said after three, yeah, I kind of took a sample, but they they did well, give good even, even James Wan himself has said that after a certain point, it just became gratuitous violence to be gratuitous violence. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. But me, since I watched them a while, like not too long ago. Uh, earlier this year and trying to just ignore the the gore part of it and see how the story holds up it's not a bad story i liked it so to see some like to see the doctor come back and i was like ah okay okay and then to see how you know john dies i'm like oh okay okay I was like, that's not bad so have I'm you not- ever seen the princess bride um cole i'm sure you have i'm sure he has cole that movie like, right i've never seen it I've just never, I've never. Well, now seen we know what we're now we know what we're talking about next week. I mean, it has to. Ha- no, not next week. The week after, because next week is Army of the Dead. But we have to talk no, about next Princess week, Bride now. What is like? You have to see that movie. Not the week after, because week after is Cruella. God. Yeah. And I'm not seeing it. And I ain't seeing Why it. Why not? You can give us a summary on it. Cruella You're also going to watch Princess film. Bride. Uh, anyway. So the doctor in the first Saw movie is the the blonde dude, like the main, almost like the main character, I would say, of Princess Bride. Pretty froze up again, man. Why do you keep freezing up? Fuck, I don't know, dude. It's probably still recording, so let's just keep going. All right, if you say that. Sure. Like, if you guys can hear me, it should be good then. Okay. Yeah. Well, and we'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, the... Um, yeah, you're editing on me, so... The, uh... <laughs> the, uh... The doctor in the first Saw movie is the one of the characters in The Princess Bride. And I was like, all right, that's a completely random role for him, but okay. Please tell me it's Wallace Shawn. Is that the guy that's just like always saying like indubitably or whatever? And like, I don't think you know what yeah. No, 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 no. No, it's not him. It's the blonde dude. Wesley. He plays Wesley in Princess Bride. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, you got me excited. <laughs> Carrie, uh, can't pronounce his name. Carrie... You got me really excited because you had me thinking the principal from a goofy movie was the doctor and saw. Anyway, you know, he he said Princess Bride. I know him as Robin Hood from Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, yeah, that too. With Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's in the. Yeah, he plays. uh, uh, Is it Blinken? No, not Blinken. The Uh, fact that Dave Chappelle's in a Robin Hood movie. (laughs) He plays plays Achu. He plays Achu, and they always go, Kazoo Tight. 
Oh god. It's a yeah, Mel, Mel it's a Mel Brooks movie, man. I love that movie. The super racist then? <laughs> Cause Mel Brooks uh, can get there. No it's not racist, but it's 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 that dirty funny. It's cheesy. It's it's bad, but like it's a good movie. Blazing saddles is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, all right, man. let's let's get to spiral. Right, let's get but spiral. yeah, back to Saw and Spiral and shit like that. Like, I totally felt like. And the thing about Spiral is, I went wait in. Minute. Wait a minute. This movie just came out Friday, so let's give a a big spoiler warning to everyone, which you should already know coming into this yeah, episode. Yeah, spoilers. It's it's in the it's gonna be in the title. Spoilers but, uh, for this and another movie that we'll get to. Yeah, spoilers all around for the movie we're talking about today. Let the but, dark uh, harvest begin. Let the dark harvest begin. Spoilers for literally anything we're ever going to talk about. Like, don't cry. Yeah. Don't cry. All right. Ready. Proceed. So I went into this in a way sort of blind. Like, I read one review on it and it got me kind of hyped on it. It was like something like it's more of a akin to, uh, david fincher seven than it is saw and i was like all right i saw seven a couple times i really dug it actually scratch that i watched i watched a second review on it um from chris stuckman and his was it more interesting to listen to because he got to go to a screener but Lionsgate made him sign an nda so like he could review the movie but he couldn't review the Mew movie like he couldn't really other than like what you see in the trailer he mm-hmm. couldn't really say much more past that that's okay. it was, huh it was pretty interesting so he was he he was able to hint around some things without giving Getting it away yeah. yeah and one thing he did say was like uh you'll see this movie compared to seven a lot and yeah it's true um but it's literally like the two scenes from seven for sloth and lust or something like that the whole movie and i was like all right that's an interesting take on it and i get where he's coming from because though i gave this movie when i talked about it on my instagram and all my personal instagram and all that i gave this movie and i talked to you guys about it i gave this movie a solid eight out of ten and the reason why it wasn't like a full-blown 10 for me a lot of it had to do with the pacing of the movie i did feel like it it started off super intense and never really like let off the gas just for a little bit. Like it, it kind of did, but then it would immediately go back to like something super intense. Yeah. And it just needed there. The thing about seven that works so well is you get those scenes like sloth and lust, but then the next thing you get is a five minute scene of Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt having a beer together, talking about life. And like you kind of get that like at the beginning, but with him, Chris Rock and his partner talking about, you know, you got a baby and a kid and a wife or a kid and a wife and all this. But that's like the only scene that you get like that. But they're on their way to something intense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's trying to get to know him, but like they're doing it kind of quickly for the sake of like, oh, we need to kind of build their just kind of like exposition a in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. a good, that was a great scene though. I'm not saying it's a bad scene and I'm not saying like, the pacing is bad. Like, I'm not saying the the pacing all around is like bad, but like you got to take that into consideration that like 
you do for a movie like a saw movie or even like just a thriller movie because let's be honest here saw is straight up and i know i know this is going to trigger some horror fans or whatever saw is torture porn that's what it is like you yeah. cannot hide that fact i will give it the first three aren't as excessive as four through 45 or whatever number they're on now but saw is straight up just like i think this is technically the ninth one yeah saw is straight up like just straight gore to be gore whereas this is chris rock just so everyone knows chris rock met the president of Lionsgate at like a friend a mutual friend's wedding and was just like hey man i like those saw movies i actually kind of wrote a treatment for one because i've always wanted to be in it and so he was like i'll take a look at it he took a look at it obviously he liked it chris rock does have a writing credit on this movie um yeah so it was very interesting to get a uh, writing to get a more thriller based saw movie i seen some like hardcore fans on the internet be like there wasn't enough traps and stuff like that but like my problem is with that is this you guys praise saw the, the diehard fans praise saw for being inventive in horror which i totally agree with it's an inventive take on a horror movie it, at the time um because it came out in 2005 2004, so very i thought yeah, 2004 2005 so very early post 9 11 and that's what we get and then you kind of get like the internet into it and all that like just post 9 11 the internet getting bigger to where you can literally i hate to say it but you can literally google and find a beheading video on the internet like no big deal where like yeah. we are des desensitized to violence in america it's, and i'm just speaking like i'm not trying to get political or anything but like we're just desensitized to all this but saul was pretty inventive as far as like making you cringe at the violence that you're witnessing and it almost and i it's a genius kind of film at the same time because it does make you realize that like you're kind of a sick fuck for just like yeah murder and yeah. then you watch these movies and you're like oh god that's gross like you can't be the same like you, you so, gotta find that middle ground but it's interesting to me that they took a non like hyper violent approach to it made it a, a, almost like a grounded to reality thriller like yes i can conceivably see someone getting electrocuted to death because let's be real that's how he died he died yeah. by electrocution yeah and they didn't show the like they show you the traps but they don't show you the whole suffering of it the whole suffering of it they make it kind of quick they flash in and out of it instead and, of spending the whole like five minutes of them trying to like you know decide what they want to do although they did show it when he ripped the fingers off like they showed most of that one but i must say the first two traps in this i was laughing my ass off and it's not, and it's not that it was funny. It was just, I was just sitting there. I'm like, cause this was my first Saw movie. Obviously I knew, I know what, I know what the franchise is about. I just never had any interest, but I, you know, so I'm watching is this it, sitting is there. Is no interest or scared of? Both, but I'm watching this and I'm like, <laughs> this is ridiculous. This isn't scary. This is stupid. And at that point I just turned my, it was the first trap. I just turned my brain off. I'm like, I'm going to have fun with this. This is going to, this is going to be fun. I yeah. think that's the best way to enjoy these movies. Now, unfortunately, I kind of had to watch the first three in like a critical mode because I wanted to see what they were like for the for this show so that I could compare the two. But yeah, I feel like the best way to enjoy these movies, if you really want to enjoy them, which I'm not one to be 
to go out actively every October and be like, yeah, let's watch the whole ass Saw franchise. No, that's not for me. The the Halloween movies for me is that type of movie where like I will binge watch that shit all throughout October. Scream. Um, or Scream, yeah. Yeah. But um, Joe's like pouting because he doesn't like 90s horror. But um, yeah, man, it just... I, I it was a really interesting take on the subject matter of Saul. I thought Chris Rock knocked it out of the park. I thought it was absolutely hilarious, which almost and I it kind of makes me want to take back that point of like maybe the intensity was too high because you do get some of those funny points. <laughs> but you uh, do get because when you said we when you when you said the point you uh you zinged yeah. out okay well just just in case um so yeah i kind of want to take back that point of like maybe the intensity was a little too high because like you did get funny moments in it which you've never gotten in any of the other saw movies um like that whole chris rock's whole opening scene with the forest gump model. god dude <laughs> that was amazing and the funny thing is, is I'm literally sitting there listening to this and I'm like, I've said some of this shit for like literally years now. Just like, not the whole like, the whole thing about like Bubba be like <laughs> his one black friend who died in the war. He's like, so you got that guy and you got an armless dude or a legless dude. So he's the most politically correct character of all or whatever. There but ain't no gum too. That, yeah. That part is what made well, me die laughing the hardest. Where's Forrest? he's like yeah but then he got jenny bro and he's like yeah and jenny got pregnant and left him with a kid because she had aids and he goes well forrest didn't get aids he goes i never saw forrest gump too (laughs) she's like yes thank you finally someone said it it's funny (laughs) because as as i watched forrest gump as i got older and like i start to understand the like the references they're making and stuff like that i'm like ah like okay and then yeah like the whole jenny mike this this fucking chick you know he he has the world he does the you know he thinks the world of her nah i'm gonna go party i'm gonna do drugs i'm gonna get aids hey you know what i'm gonna give you a child and die child to die so i can die here you go (laughs) he'd be he'd be trying to hit ping pong you know how hard that is to do (laughs) (laughs) so good (laughs) it's just oh it was so good dude like it was moments like that that like almost made the movie for me but even like just chris rock's acting in general like the scene that really sold me as far as like chris rock making this movie was um when he thought his partner was one of the next victims and i say he thought because spoiler the twist at the end is his partner was actually the mastermind behind everything which i cole says he saw coming which is cool but that's why i love that move love the movie so much is because i didn't see it coming and usually twist like that i can see coming miles away i I wouldn't say i saw it coming but it was more like okay i'm thinking this is where they're going with it and shortly after i thought that like one of the friends i was with he leans over and he's like yeah, I'm thinking it's the partner, and I'm like, you might be right. And then as soon as it revealed, I'm like, yep. I, I would lean heavy on Samuel L. Jackson and the chief, or the captain, so, chief captain, whatever. Until the one guy got killed with the finger trap, I was le- leaning towards him. 
Nah, I was leaning. But that like, got thrown out the window really fast. Well, I could see. No, I could see where you're going with the Samuel Jackson thing because he shows up. Jake Saul is happening again. He goes through a warehouse and then you don't see him again until like the last two minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah I was leaning. I was leaning heavy on him already. Yeah, I was yeah. leaning heavy on on Jackson and the chief. But then when the chief died, I was like, maybe it's just him. Like I was like, did, like I knew she catch, was dirty. Did you catch the Pulp Fiction reference when the chief died? Uh, what part? So on the door, the door that sealed like the evidence room or whatever, uh-huh. uh, it said Vince and Jules locksmith. That's why I, reckon, I was like, why? I was like, why does that sound so? It took familiar? me like I was oh, like I didn't see that. during that whole scene. I was like, cool, she's died. She died. Can you go back to the door, please? Because I want to make sure I saw this correctly. <laughs> I kept I kept turning the door. I was like, it's a jewel. I was like, why do I know that name? I was like, I was like, why does that sound so fucking familiar? That's where I think. Of, oh man, that's awesome. But uh, so yeah, I just and Chris Rock's just amazing in it. Um, but like I said, the the scene that sold it for me was when he thought his partner was dead, and they don't even show you the body. They don't even show you that he was skinned they alive show, or they whatever. They show the tattoo. They show you glimpses of it. But not even that. It was just like the first thing you see is Chris Rock's like sudden sudden shock and awe in his face that it's his partner. Yeah, because then they show you the tattoo. And I'm like, damn, that's like great acting right there. Because like, they said there was another body, and then he walks in the room, and his face changes all of a sudden. And you're just like, no, it can't be the partner. Yeah, and then it's the partner, or you think it's the partner, and like just the way his whole face acted in that scene. Yeah, I was just like, like I was this like, okay. right here. And that and was- those those last two minutes. To- absolute chaos and what the hell was that ending oh my god that's a very saw ending that's a very saw ending buddy is it okay so they all end like that pretty much pretty much they all end with the door shutting and that's what happened imagine imagine just like they have like cool like 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 brito sandler their foot's on the gas and then like for this ending they're like you know what and this they just like punch the gas pedal through the damn wall like they are they sped through it i will say i did have a problem with samuel jackson turning into iron man and like having shotgun arms after he fell out of the fucking blood that was, leaking that was thing. Like, bad ass. i thought i thought that was that was a i thought that was a little turn. weird well they weren't shot they were they weren't actually shotguns i mean if it, the, what what the killer was trying to do was, was make it seem like yeah well he but he made it seem like he had a weapon that's why the that's why he killed the lights turned on the beams behind him to create a silhouette and then he made his arm come up with like with the puppeteering and it was just a shaft that came up to make it seem like he had a gun to make the SWAT SWAT team was just like to make the SWAT thing oh they can't see the guy because again he's it's like pitch black he's being shadowed from the lights from behind him so they think he drew a weapon and just shot at him which I thought was that was a smart that was a smart way for him to, to get like to kill. So what do you guys think overall? Since we're right there, I was like, ah oh, man, it's good to see Samuel L. Jackson get killed. It's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a good minute since we've seen the boy get killed. I mean, you know, he went out like this. He was blown out of a window in Star Wars. He got eaten by a shark that one time. He got wasn't shot he in at. Anaconda? No, he wasn't an Anaconda. No, that was Ice Cube. But whatever. Yeah. He gets shot up in uh, Django Unchained. Django, you a 
No, he gets blown up in Django Unchained. Yeah, because yeah, the whole house shoots him up and then the up. house blows up. So, oh, dude, he's so raw in, in Django Unchained, man. Like, Django is one too. of my favorite roles. Is. I love that movie, man. We need to, we need, we should review that on a future episode. That's a great I, movie. I don't think we can. <laughs> we, we, we are not of the right persuasion to do so. <laughs> we are not the right persuasion. We, well, we could, yeah. but we could, but we probably shouldn't. Let's like we, we can't make a lot of quotes from the movie. No, but yeah, what'd you guys think, man? Because like I'm really I I was shocked with how much I liked it. I it came out like even one of the like the dudes that I talked to all the time for the record store was like, You gave it a high number, bro. Like that's pretty shocking from you. And I was like, I know. No, when you said you, you when you said eight, I'm like Oh, Brady liked it. That means I'm gonna love it. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised to say you give it an eight because I was like, I, I feel like me and you are kind of uh, real close in how we like things. But um, I I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought it was really yeah. like, like you said, it was very refreshing for the for the series. Um, I liked how Chris Rock did. My girlfriend didn't really she liked it, but she was like, I don't know. I, I think she was just associating him with comedy a lot because that's all you know that's all everyone knows chris rock with is with is with comedy so for i'm him telling to do, you this is a jane song about straight back and mcu crossover it's for him it, for him to do his... like something serious you know, i guess it wasn't something she can like she wasn't getting behind but i enjoyed it i you know i liked i liked how it kind of felt like seven but not it wasn't like a rip of seven it was you know it had a you know a similar styling but yeah, I wish they would have kind of slowed it down a bit to kind of get, you know, build it a bit more. Cause I feel like they could, you know, it's a short movie. It's only 90 minutes. You know, they could have, they could have spaced it out, made it two hours and, you know, really give us detail to it instead of just, you know, keeping their foot on the gas the whole time. If like they that scene with his partner talking about like his friend, his family and all that, mm-hmm. you could have easily had them just, you know, do a transitional drive to, the murder scene yeah and that scene could have gone after the first trap like after the investigation of the first trap yeah or like they're sitting there like the whole part where he's like your dad's the reason for all of this or whatever right Mm -hmm. after meeting him something like that where like they're kind of getting to know each other it didn't need to be like the first scene of them together to chew up some dialogue yeah so yeah they could have switched that around and i agree with you there and made it two hours and i would have been fine with it Uh uh-huh they could have done what now? Oh, nice. up again, dude. What the fuck? Anyway, you're like, um, they could have. Man, uh, ed- editing this one's gonna be fun. Uh, I'm telling you, it's probably still recording because it it still says recording. But um, yeah, they could have switched that around and made it two hours, like you said, or just maybe an hour and forty five minutes instead of the ninety minute thing. But yeah, I I agree with a lot of what you said there. Yeah, I saw. I, I enjoyed how they didn't like they didn't like it was. They show the traps, but it wasn't all about the traps. They give us a little bit more detail, and it was, it was different because it's they're focusing on just killing cops. They're not killing randoms. They're killing, you know, a specific type of person. Which they, you know, the, the partner pointed out, like you know, we're not just out here, killing whoever. You know, we're focusing. We're trying to, basically, he's like cleansing the system. Which I thought was an interesting take on the series. You know, I, you know, it, they're hyper focusing on, on one thing, not so many. 
it's very interesting for the series for two reasons a because of just everything that's going on in the real world right now it's yeah. an interesting take for a movie but b the Saul franchise does have an interesting relationship with cops throughout the series just like because they're always involved in the movies that's another thing so i i like that we it may just be because it's an actor i know but i feel like that in this one they finally give you a cop that you're not gonna forget unless you're really paying attention because i feel like in the in the saw movies they're giving you a cop for the sake of we need a cop to investigate this you know what i mean Except like the third just, one. Except the third one. But like it just it, it could just be because they're they're not well known, you know, actors playing in the movies. But I feel like now, like with with Chris Rock's character, it was more maybe because we get to learn more about him. Because they give us more story behind him. It's not just, you know, quick flashes of like, oh hey, here's this here's your detective. Here's Donnie Wahlberg for some reason. Yeah, you know what I mean? But like I, I like that. I could, you know, they give us a bit more detail, but yeah, like I said, they, they, the pacing could have been slowed down a bit to really, to really, you know, get us invested. Not that I wasn't invested, but if you would have slowed it down a bit and give us a, made it a bit more elaborate, I think it would have been even better. What do you think, Cole? So my main issue with the movie, and this may just be, you know, the a thing with the series i don't know i didn't really find it scary per se there were moments where i was kind of in suspense but well like like i said before like i laughed at the first two traps i'm like oh this is freaking ridiculous but like the only moment where i would say i had a knee-jerk reaction or jumped was uh when chris rock's character gets kidnapped at the uh, towards the end that was the only time because that was so sudden i'm like oh shit wait yeah I wouldn't say the Saw movies are scary. They're more grotesque. They're not, they get defined under horror because of their grotesqueness, but they're not, Right. there's not a lot of jump scare to it. It seemed Although, to me, it's more like a psychological horror. Like it kind of, just kinda. a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not necessarily like jump scare, like, you know, like that. they're more of the grotesque, you know, psychological yeah. part of it. Um, okay. I did cringe though with the fingers thing. Cause I, and I told you guys before, okay. past, like, yeah, like, you know, I I have a thing about hands being you know mutilated that that fucked me up. But I was like, I was like, ah, this is good. Like watching it, I can see my girlfriend's like she picked up her hand. I can see like in the corner of my eye. She's like, I can tell she's cringing, and she's just like looking at her hand in the like Girl, in the darkness. <laughs> but I was like, like that part, I was like, ah, oh, because again, like my whole thing about hands being mutilated that that's no bueno for me and literally but. it took that dude he hesitated for five seconds in the nope it's in that, that that's the great thing about these traps like you you have to make a like a you know yes and no decision right then and there because he doesn't have time well, but some they, of the, some but of they know he's not gonna they're not gonna make that decision some of them didn't even seem winnable though like for the chief oh to sever your spinal cord or I'll melt your face with hot wax. Neither one of the I don't even get how she would have lived by severing her spinal cord. And you know what? That that's the thing in the in the franchise. After John kind of takes like a, a step back, he's not necessarily jigsaw anymore. He's just kind of guiding uh, the girl. 
she starts to kill them and not really give them a chance and that's yeah, why that's, john that's why john turns on her that's why i said three became like the start of fuck it let's just kill him yeah because once john kind of kind of took a back seat and wasn't in charge anymore well because he uh, died of cancer well because he died and but the the girl i forget her name amanda, uh, amanda. i was like i know it's something a uh, once Amanda took over, she wasn't really giving them a chance, Cole. She was just like, I'm going to kill them. But you know, I need to watch these movies. I want to see Seven. Isn't that the one that has like a public trap or something? Because I remember seeing a trailer where they're like, like in saw probably it was one of them was in 3D. Three and that's when I that was, was just seven, like, I think. yeah, that yeah. was Seven. It's then ridiculous that's that we're at this point where Saul is in fucking 3D. That was the one where the opening sequence is it's a it's a giant like glass box. looks like a glass box, but it's two guys with uh, table saws, and they're trying to decide who's gonna kill one another. And their girl, the girl that they've both been sleeping with, is like dangling above them, and they're like, "Let's just kill her." It was it was a bit much. And wasn't that like the last? I, I think uh, didn't they release like one a year for ages, and then after so 3D, they started they, took a in, break? they started in two thousand five and released them until or two thousand four or whatever. And released them until Saw uh, 7, which was Saw 3D, I believe. Because Jigsaw just came out a few years ago, I believe. They took a break for like yes. four four or five years, I want to say. Maybe seven years. I don't remember. I think, I think they stopped doing them in like 2010. Took a break until about 2019 or 2018 or something like that. Released Jigsaw, which I saw on sci-fi like heavily edited so i don't really remember it and then this is the ninth installment and they are making saw x is what they're calling it or saw 10 um which part of me and like i'm not saying i'm gonna absolutely go see a movie another saw movie in theaters this was a rare occurrence because just the whole like i the premise of the movie looked good and like the fact that holy shit it's chris rock in a horror movie like that's that what was really what, drew me. That in. was what caught my interest. I'm like, okay, it's Chris Rock. I'm in. Real quick, so the the release dates were from 2004 to 2010. There was a movie released from Saw every it was, year. It was Saw to Saw Seven, and then 2017 Jigsaw came out, and then of course this one. Yeah. So. So, clearly they left it open for a sequel. Yes, and I hope they do, and I hope they kind of. I'm hoping they were kind of just testing the waters with this one to see, you know, how people react to it, because I feel like it introduces a different type of audience. That's you know, they're gonna watch something kind of, kind of grainy like a saw movie, but let's try to yeah. you know not rely on the traps so much. Let's give you more. That's of what a story. I liked about it too is the fact that it wasn't. Trap, it wasn't trap, solely trap. the traps, yeah. Yeah. And the traps we got. Can we talk about the glass trap? My God, oh, that was a, that was a pretty good one. Oh God, I'll admit my body was kind of shaking at that point because I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't like the what, what is no. I will say another really interesting thing about this movie is the whole concept of it really makes you think about like just corruption, and yeah. especially especially where it really hits, I think. For, like they obviously talk about it throughout the movie the entire movie but where they where they really hit the hammer on the head is 
right in those last two minutes where it's like save your dad or let me go like or kill your dad and work with me yeah like it becomes this decision of like family who did some fucked up shit who are part of the problem or join the fucked up or get rid of the fucked up shit by joining me and killing him like it, it, the I, classic it, join me and we shall rule the galaxy yeah, yeah. I, know that, I was, I know ju- that I was angle. just about I to know make that angle Wars I, I know the angle i thought i don't know man this movie was really good <laughs> i like i said solid eight out of ten like it's probably one i actually will buy on blu-ray just to be like yeah i kind of want to watch something kind of thriller tonight and put this on I like i could see one. myself do that i, I enjoyed it yeah it's yeah, yeah, a the, uh, the uh the meth head scene when they go to the the meth the the meth house to buy the meth to get to know the guy oh my god and he's like yeah i got this ipad man and, you know he got so uh, he got netflix on it he got uber eats <laughs> and he's like doing the like uh, uh, like i was laughing i was it. laughing so hard dude. and he broke the guy's leg he's like oh man he goes let me let me sterilize it for you he pours he pours a liquor on it Oh, I was like, oh no, man. <laughs> that whole scene was definitely a Chris Rock written scene. Like you yeah. could tell. My favorite line in the whole thing, counseling? Yeah, that's cool. My wife fucked the counselor. It's like, <laughs> like, all right, Chris Rock. <laughs> or that that one was, uh, my other one was uh, Pilates. Did you know that shit don't exist? <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of dick in the daytime, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's a it's an eight out of ten for me for, as well yeah i'm glad i'm glad you, i'm honestly glad you enjoyed it cole like yeah, i think that's really too, cool I'm, for I'm you, you like it for I'm... it being your first saw movie to be yeah it's a really good movie yeah yeah i, I dug it i had fun with it I, will yeah. i go back and watch the others maybe i don't know one through three if you're bored it. one through three that's all you need i'm still gonna continue with them just because i want to finish it out I really want to watch seven just because of like the public. Just watch that scene. Just watch that scene, uh, Cole, because okay. you're not gonna understand the rest of it necessarily. But um, yeah, like you know, I obviously we haven't known each other too long, Cole. But uh, like I can, I totally get the vibe that you're not a horror type of guy. I am not so, at all. So to see that you like you enjoyed this movie, I'm like, okay, well, cool. You know, like it, that's good to know. You know, you you kind of went in with it, just you know, like you said, brain yeah. turned off. Let's see how this is, and you you liked it, so good on you, man. So the other movie we watched this week though was uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines, and yes, I'll let you guys. We'll let Cole take the lead on this one. Yeah, I'll let you guys take the lead on this. But man, I I just want to say I was pleasantly surprised with how much I love this movie. So but go ahead, go ahead, Cole. I knew going into this it was going to be something good because it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller who did the Lego Movie, Into the Spider Verse, and. An unknown percentage of solo that ended all up of in solo. The, well, that ended up in the in the movie, but yeah, I just I had a lot of fun. This is probably the best animated movie I've seen, probably since Spider Verse. Honestly, I've really dug this, and I only saw like one trailer for it. So I'm starting to watch the movie and the uh, the main main character Katie. She's like, "Oh, I'm going to film school." I'm like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute!" Okay, I can relate to this. Let's. He's trying to go to film school. <laughs> I'm. I'm just like, okay, where, where are we going with it? I. I dug it. I re- You know, it's a fun. It's a fun, fun little movie. Also, someone beat me to the Furby horror movie, so I'm kind of pissed about that. 
because that that had been something on my agenda to do at some point in the future. <laughs> Let the dark harvest begin. See, I'm the opposite of you, though. Like, I didn't know anything about this movie until someone was like, hey, this movie's coming out on Netflix this week. And then you suggested that we watched it. And I was like, all right, it's a kid's so, movie, but I guess I'll check it out. I had been following it for a while because at one point, so the Mitchells versus the Machines was the original title. Then they changed the title to Connected. Yeah. And that was when it was supposed to come out in September or some crap. Corona and, happened. Yeah, Corona happened. And then Netflix bought it. And then they changed it back to the original title. I had no clue about it until you you said we should watch it. And I forgot you mentioned it. And then I saw the trailer for it like last week. And I was like, hey, isn't this a movie that Cole was talking about? And I was like, it looks pretty funny. But I forgot what we ended up watching. <coughs> oh, we ended up watching the, the Chris Watts uh, documentary. But, you know, since we were going to watch it this week, I was like, okay, let me watch this movie. Um Man, I it was a fun ass movie. It's so me, good, dude. It had me cracking up like from the get go. I literally laughed out loud. Literally, yeah, was, like I didn't cackled. realize until halfway through that the dad was voiced by Danny McBride. He's bounding down, baby. Yeah, it was so like I, I just imagined him with his with a freaking uh like a mullet just the whole time. I'm like, oh, this is so good. Do you but have yeah, a like, credit card? I'm a child. I'm a child. Cole, Aaron kind of reminded me of you, Cole. The little brother, like I felt like yeah. he, gave some, he gave me some cold vibes. I was like, I, I see it, but yeah, this, yeah. Movie had, this movie had me like cracking up, like my, like my ugly laughing that I only do at home with my girlfriend around. Like, like <laughs> mom's crazy now. Like just squawking, <laughs> like oh, dude, it was hilarious. <laughs> mom's like, scary now. <laughs> it was fun. I, I like the animation with it because it it made us feel like we were going from, like you know, two D like flat to 3d like back and forth like yeah mm. i really dug the animation like when they're talking i wasn't to, like, a the huge fan like, of it there were times where it looked a little off and there were times where i started thinking of the grubhub ads but yeah, yeah but like it was it'd be like because like the background would be like 2d a little bit like it's kind of blurred yeah. but it look it looks flat and then the character talking to is in 3d obviously but uh yeah i thought it was a fun little quirky movie I like the storyline. I liked how they kind of started, you know, they were adding like the stickers and emojis from, you know, whenever uh, God, that Katie was, was so... talking. It just, just the it, editing on this. It just felt everything. Like the, it felt like the internet was puking on this movie with like, with just pure See, fun. That that's what we liked about memes it. Memes everywhere. Yeah, the memes and everything. It was, it was fun. The um, Neon Cat music is in a movie yeah, in 2021. Can we yeah, like, give this movie all the Oscars? When I when I heard it come out, I was like, "Hey, it's Big Cat!" I was like, <laughs> "I was like, this is so good." Come on, buddy, you look a little lost there, buddy. Is your volume okay, dude? Ah, uh, he's 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 lost anyway. Anyway, he's probably you know what the movie left him speechless. That's what it is. That's what it is, Cole. The movie left him speechless. He doesn't have a, an opinion on it, so he, we're gonna say he gave it a ten out of ten. So that's from Brady's take. But yeah, this one was great. Like like you said, the the, the Yankees. There you are. There you go. There you are, Brady. He like kicked me out for a second. Okay, I, well, know, I gave your weird. I gave your angle uh, review of the movie already. You give it a oh, 10 movie out of ten. straight ten out of ten. Yeah, for real. Eleven out of ten. <laughs> Where was the neon cat though? Like I don't remember hearing. It was it. um, I think it was in one of her videos that she was showing. I remember hearing it. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was. It. I want to say it was in the video she was showing at uh, 
at the station at the gas station yeah yeah i think you're right i think i think that's where the scene okay so like you had a bunch of big names in this movie like well bigger names because you had danny mcbride uh chrissy Teigen, and john legend were the... i had no idea conan o'brien was the guy in the flight video yeah i and i was like and i was like where is he because like the name like the the voices sounded familiar to me yeah like and the, I saw, when I saw his credit, I was like, Conan O'Brien's in this fucking movie? Yeah, like the robot started talking, and I'm like, I know that him. voice. Yeah, I know yeah, I know that voice. Fred Armisen's in it, which I like. I like him. So there was another cool. one that, hold on, let me look up the cast real quick, because there was another one that caught me off guard when I saw it in the credits. What uh, do you think? What are you going to movie, Brady? I know you said you give it a 10 out of 10, but. It was just like super charming. Like. Honestly, I wasn't going in expecting to laugh as much as I did. Like the one of the lines that really like made me actually laugh out loud was when the dad was like, "Well, after like five hours and a lot of crying, I finally figured out how to do the YouTubes or something yeah. like that." Yeah. And they, they show like him beating the fucking computer. When they showed his flashback into it. Oh my god! god. Like it's it's in and like then a his wife movie. is just like, <laughs> "It's so good. It was so fun." And I was just like, they perfectly, like, I'm not saying every old person's like this, but I'm like, they perfectly captured old people in technology. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Munchie the dog was amazing. No, he's a loaf of bread. He's a loaf of bread. God. Is he a dog? Is he a dog, pig? Dog, cat, loaf of bread. <laughs> that, that was so genius. Just strap him to the roof of the car, strap him to the hood of the car and just, dog, they cat, co- bread. They credited uh, Doug the Pug with, with as being Munchie. Yeah, yeah so cool. I read about that. It was originally he was originally going to have an actual like voice, uh-huh. and they casted someone to do it, but they ended up like dropping out or whatever. So they credited to Doug the Pug, which that was like, oh, that's that's awesome. But yeah, I I, I thought the movie was was like like I said, it was charming, it was quirky, funny, and smart. Like in some of the things they were doing, like when they were trying to like drive down the highway, they're like, let's paint the car that looked like the road. Yeah. And, I was like, "Oh, that's smart." You gotta stay completely straight, but it was like it was funny, smart. Like I was like, "Okay, I can dig that." Or the two the two robots that like gave up the entire like plan right in the beginning were like, "How did yeah. she know about the kill code? How did she know about all this?" Those robots were great. Just... Yeah, they were they were good good robots. Um, who voiced the smart chip? It was oh, that was name. Olivia Coleman. Yeah, are you talking about the pal? The, the like the main no, villain no, no. uh when they're at the mall and uh oh at the shit. Mall. yeah that was someone big someone big who was it who was it oh uh anyway like, yeah when the when they're at the mall and they all the appliances are smart appliances so they have the pow chip in it and like they're getting, they're being attacked by the damn uh, appliances. It might have been Blake Griffin. Yeah, that's what I was just seeing. Because he's Sleek Pal or something like that. No, he's Pal Pax. He's Pal Max Prime. He's the. Oh, he was like the black one, the black Sleek. Yeah, yeah, the the real the real menacing ones. I don't know. Man, that's a bug because it was a bigger name. I was like, hey, oh, hey. I was so happy that the, I'll find it later. I'll find it later. So the two was it like the Darabot five thousand or whatever? No, Deb no. Deborah Bot was uh, Fred Armisen. 
Yeah, yeah that was one. That was one of the two robots. Hopefully, I'm. The other one, Eric, was voiced by Beck Bennett, who I know. I know he's on Saturday Night Live and all that crap. I know him from the DuckTales reboot because he's Launchpad McQuack in that. So I recognize his voice almost immediately. I'm like, wait a minute. There's a lot of like SNL type people in here. Yeah. yeah. My Rudolph. Like Jay Farrow. Dude, I, I, the, the other name I saw, the name I saw in the credits that got caught me off guard, Alex Hirsch. He created the show for Disney a few years back called Gravity Falls. Yeah. Like this yeah. Mystery. So yeah. he, I, was, um, I was shocked to see. I'm pretty sure Gravity Falls was like a main pushing point for this movie. I think so. Yeah. Mark, I, Mother, I, um, Mark Mothersbaugh think, did the music for this movie too, which I haven't yeah. seen his name in forever. And I think Alex Hirsch had some kind of like contri- contribution to the script or something. I remember him mm-hmm. talking about it on Twitter at one point. Yeah, he was the he's uh, the creator of Gravity Falls. But yeah, I think yes. he had a hand in the movie as well. I mean, why wouldn't you take advantage of having a hand like him in the you know in the movie? Eric Andre was really good in it too. Like he love played, Eric Andre, man. God, I love like the perfect billionaire tech person that kind of doesn't know what the hell he's doing anyway. It's like he knows that, what he's doing, but like great. only what he knows he's doing, not nothing else. Also did you notice, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I noticed that um, they had like this weird like flashback for the PAL chip um, and they showed like a real life picture of PAL, what she would look like in real life. So they used an actual picture of Olivia Coleman. No, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I like just, I it was like a quick that. little glimpse of her face on the screen. I was like, oh, that's smart. Um, but that brings me to my next point. The credits. I thought that was. I thought the credits were amazing. With the we fact love that they, the credits. I love that they used. They the, show like, the family photos and just showed each cast like family pictures. That yeah, they so showed good. family I photos. I was like, man, that's awesome. And that and that was like a. I, that brought brings me to probably one of my favorite jokes in the movie. They're talking about oh, we don't have a good family picture. Oh, what about that one? That came with a frame and it's like a live action family. I'm just like. This is fantastic. I love it. As much as I didn't like the fact that she was in this movie, uh, Chrissy Teigen's character going, you've inspired me to follow you on Instagram. Instagram. I was just like, yep, that sounds about right. I don't like Chrissy Teigen, but I love John Legend. He can do so much better. Who was John Legend in this? Chrissy Teigen's husband. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Like they, 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 they played the couple, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, that, that's cool, that's cool. And can I just say, Aaron reacting to their daughter is how I react to every girl I talk to. I'm not surprised. <laughs> just run, running I'm away and falling surprised. off a cliff. <laughs> I, I knew Brady was gonna laugh at that. <laughs> I liked how oh, he was why, like, "Why would you say this publicly? Why?" They, they know it's fine. I love that he's like, would you like to come over and talk about uh, talk about dinosaurs for some sensible amount of time? He's, she's like, yeah, sure. He's like, just, I'm just gonna start at you. Bah! It was like, I was just like, replace duck, just replace dinosaurs with literally anything else. I don't know. I mean, it was it was I, just I a really a lot of cool vibe from him. <laughs> it was just a really fun movie. It really yeah, was. It was. It was, it was refreshing. Great. I think. I think. I. I think. I really needed it. Because like I kept waiting for like my semester grades to post finally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like still stressed out about that. And then like with everything kind of going on with the band, like getting ready for things, I was like, I'm a little on edge. 
So have something to just have a good laugh. I was like, oh, this is this Sony's is just, just on a roll with their animation. And that, I, I need to go and watch the Hotel Transylvania series because I hear those are great. Yeah, I've heard they're good too. I need to watch but it's those. like the first so, one. It's very much like this. A bunch of old school SNL people. Uh, it's Adam Sandler, yeah, Chris Rock, all those guys. But it's like they play Dracula or the Oogie Boogie Man or some shit like that. They have like a fourth and final one coming out this summer, and Adam Sandler is not Dracula anymore. They it's uh Brian Hole who is this in, he's this he's this voice impersonator guy on YouTube. And so they released a short a few months ago where he voices Dracula. I cannot tell the difference. I really can't. Is this, is I wonder this why the they... one where they're on the they're on the cruise? No, they that was that one. I think that was, was the like third three. one. Okay, okay. They haven't released the plot info for this one, but it's called Transform Mania. So I'm expecting a Transformer crossover. <laughs> why would they My, get rid of Adam Sandler though? Michael Bay enters probably, the Transylvania he was, universe. He was probably busy. I don't know. What, what is Adam, Adam Sandler doing these days anyway? Well, actually, just so you know, well, he has that huge uh, deal with Netflix for like a few more years. Yeah, maybe. That's I thought what that it was. was. I thought that was only for a couple of movies. Did they extend it? As far as I know, it was like a five-year deal for X amount of movies. Oh, I thought it was like four movies but total. just so you know, literally, this is, Adam Sandler has literally said this himself. And it's crazy to think this. He's he's really fucking rich that he kind yeah. of technically doesn't need to work anymore. Mm-hmm. So the only reason he makes movies anymore is so he can get paid to take his friends and family on vacation. Yeah. That's I mean, why you get. That's why you get um, the the movie he did with Jennifer Aniston a couple of years ago, where they went to Hawaii, and he got Jennifer Aniston's his friend. I'm pretty sure he was friends with Dave Matthews, like all those actors in there. He's friends with, so he literally got paid to take his friends on vacation, and just so happened to shoot a movie while doing it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not I saying mean, it's yeah, a bad like, movie. Like, dude knows what he's doing. Fucking yeah. Do I mean, it, you know, Alan Sandler's like. I don't sound like it's just probably like he's like one of those like pillars of comedians when it's when it comes yeah. to movies and cool comedians in general. He's like a fucking pillar. Like look at all his movies, look at his resume of movies. And yeah, you're right. He does not have to work anymore. Look, like, watch if you haven't watched it yet, watch Sandy Wexler. It's actually really fucking funny. Like I was on the fin- it's the it's on Netflix. He plays like a old school like Hollywood um agent type. Like oh, oh I need to check that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And he like discuss and Jennifer Hudson's in it, and he's like trying to find new talent, and she's the new talent. But, yeah. Like, Terry Crews is in it, and he plays a wrestler in it, and things I like said, this. Like I still need to watch Uncut Gems, man. Like I need to watch that. I need one. to watch that too. I need to rewatch that one. Yeah, because I remember you so telling me. You I know it. Joe will like it for the fact that like you get 2016 error weekend or you know shit like 2013 error weekend music throughout because he's in the movie and you see and the, the celtics takes place i love the celtics and the movie takes place in like 2013 yeah see kevin um, barnett i was like ah i the movie just like made me in a different way from like how spiral did it just made me feel uncomfortable the old time like it's just like it wasn't the intensity it was just like there's something about like that movie where just like you weren't at all throughout the entire experience and then the way it ends you're just like oh fuck okay <laughs> like there's really no like definitive like 
yeah it's a good ending no it's like oh shit so they they made me uncomfortable the whole movie and then it just it the way it ends you're just like oh fuck because i don't want to spoil it because i want you guys to see it but yeah it's just like you'll understand when you see it i'm sure you'll like it and i need to rewatch it but you'll understand what i mean by like you'll feel uncomfortable and then the ending just kind of happens okay okay fair enough but uh but yeah i think sony animation they just keep keep it up because like at this point watch your ass picks are that's coming Easy, from buddy. Yeah, that's coming Easy, from me. Buddy. That's coming from me. Whoa there. You better hold your horses there, bud. Because Pixar, so I love Pixar, Pixar to death, but ass. like, you know, their recent stuff is. You better watch. How Onward was great. Five. Soul was. Mm. Soul was good. Dude, we technically are getting uh, Toy Story 5. Because. Uh, Buzz Lightyear one? Dude, I'm so hyped for that movie. I'm not sure about the movie yet. Okay, so have you heard what man the says? Is? Man yeah, so, said, "Watch your ass, Pixar, while watch, wearing a Pizza Planet shirt." I didn't even realize I was wearing. Yes, <laughs> take the shirt off. Watch your take ass. off the shirts. <laughs> He's gonna burn the shirt. I have yeah, matching the, pants too. <laughs> so the the plot is supposed to be. Uh, uh, so Chris Evans is voicing Buzz now, right? Yeah, but yeah, but, but he's but, not actually Buzz Lightyear. He's no, literally so, like Buzz Aldrin. No, so basically the plot is they they said that, you know, when they announced the movie, they said, you know, when we made the first Toy Story, we figured Buzz was based, was an action figure based on some action uh, action movie that was popular around that time. Mm-hmm. Well, this is that movie. So it's the movie that inspired the toy. Like, so this is, it's basically the action movie from, from the Toy Story universe that. Okay. Oh, the so I'm hyped. I literally thought it was based off of like Buzz Aldrin. That's what I thought too at first, because they worded it super confusingly. But that's yeah. I thought it was supposed to be like Buzz Lightyear in like in in the Star Academy becoming a space ranger. That's from they did that already though. Yes, and that show was phenomenal. Well, see, um, I thought the way I think the way they phrased maybe like you said the way they phrased things was confusing, but I thought that's that's the angle they were taking. So if if they do this and give us like a Star Wars esque thing, and we get like a badass version of of Emperor Zerg, then Sony, watch your ass. (laughs) Look, it's (laughs) Sony Animation, watch your ass. When does that come out though? Uh, next summer, June. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say I'm pretty sure Spider Verse Two comes out then, but no, it comes out like 2023. No, it's like next October, I think. Spider Verse Two? No, it's 2023. They pushed it to no, the summer. it's it's. Uh, I literally just saw the other day. It's they pushed it to October. Hold up. I mean, I'm all for Spider Verse Two coming out like right now. So. Right now, man. Hell, let's do it. October seventh next year. Interesting. Interesting. Did you hear they were going to have the Japanese Spider-Man from like the 70s in there? That's going to go over well. And that was confirmed by the director. I'm just like, okay, that's so dumb. Let's go. No, I mean, I'm like, I don't know. There's some good stuff coming out. Like there's a new movie on HBO that I'm probably not going to watch. The Lena Jolie movie. Yeah, Angelina Jolie. That's in theaters right now too. And it's like, She's like a firefighter, but like the department's trying to frame her and kill her or something like that. I don't know. It seemed to, I might watch it. It seems interesting. I might tip it on at work just to have a background noise. 
Um, what trailer did y'all see when y'all watched Spiral? Uh, a lot of horror crap that I could tune Hitman's out. Bodyguard. Venom. Oh, yeah, I did see Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Venom. I didn't get Venom. There was, an, there was another trailer that I thought was going to be Hitman's Life's Bodyguard, but it wasn't. It was some other Samuel L. Jackson movie. Quiet Place so, 2. So oh, I didn't get that one. Still hyped for it. Because um, that's, I is got, that next week the, or week after? I, no, it's the week after. So Quiet Place I 2? Got, no, that's like next week, I think. 28th. Oh, okay. Oh, so we'll do a double feature well, of technically, that. Technically, well, today's Sunday, so it's next week. Yeah, <laughs> next week starts tomorrow. Well, the new week starts tomorrow. Okay, Sunday doesn't count. Anyway, right, so we we'll do a double feature of that in Cruella, right? You can do Cruella for us, Cole. Anyway, so I got the trailer for A Quiet Place 2, which I'm hyped about again. Um, and then I got the trailer for a movie called Into the Night House or In the Night House. And that one looked pretty cool. Uh, the, the premise of it was like this woman lives in a house that her husband built but like he oh died. i've seen that trailer before yeah i was super interested in that he died and she doesn't know why he killed himself but then she's starting to find like these spooky things happening in the house and like apparently he built the house a certain way to where if it's in reverse or backwards or some of that like things happen so i was like okay like this seems pretty interesting like the protege build, like, is the other one i got I didn't get the protege. Yes, I, that was the one I was talking about that I thought was Hitman's yeah. bodyguard. I just got yeah. two trailers. I got the Quiet Place and this and then the Nighthouse one. This Nighthouse one. You get a whole twenty good. minutes one? No. Mm-hmm. Lucky yeah. AMC literally plays twenty minutes of trailers before your movie. No. Oh, I love that though. I love the trailers. Draft House gives us a couple, and then they they give you their warnings, and then they start the movie. All right. What's what's the movie called again? Though I'm gonna look it up. Right I think now. Into the Nighthouse. Or in the night house, in, into the night, or something. It's the I think it may just be called the night house. No, it was it was into or in the in the night house. I'm yeah, sure you'll find no. it though. The night house. Yeah, I got it right here. Yeah, that comes out in August. Yeah, that one Rebecca looks pretty Hall. good. Why does it already have? Has it already been released somewhere? Because it's uh, got an eighty-eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes already. It might be um, Sunday. Some festival, yeah, yeah some festivals. But yeah, that one looked pretty good. I was like, okay, you got my attention with that one. It looks interesting. Yeah, it caught my attention because I, I think I saw it with Godzilla versus Kong is where I saw it, and it, and I saw it and it caught my attention. I'm like, I don't care for horror movies, but I kind of want to see this. It's so funny, yeah, like, that's it was from Fox Searchlight, and I was like, huh, like they don't usually do these type of movies. It seems like it, so. I was like, random company. Well, not random company because it's a well-known company, but I was like, okay. Oh, yeah, I mean, it showed... I, it's something I'm going to have to like start paying attention to once I go to movies because like the trailers, because I like talking about, oh, yeah, I saw this trailer too. It, was, like, it looked good. Yeah, see, that, that's, that's all I do all the time. Uh, they showed another one from A24 that looked, it looked like an absolute annoying hot mess of a movie because of the people who were in it. But it also looked fun to why, watch. Why do I think I think I it? may have gotten an A twenty four? It was I think it was called At Zola. Like it was the at symbol at Zola was the movie called. That I sounds... swear I got an A twenty four one, but I don't think it was that. Hold on. Sure uh, yeah, called. I know I got a hold on. At Zola. Yeah. A twenty four makes some good movies though. 
Age of Empires it makes bangers. I think like, I that's did. All get, they do. I think I did get that one. Yeah. Yeah, it looks stupid. It looks stupid, but fun. Like, ah, that just looks stupid. I, I like like I like the like artistic styling that A twenty four has. Um, because of course they do they do horror movies like that's been their thing. They did Hereditary. They did Midsommar. Um, but they do like these art house movies, and I like them because they did. Uh, I think I want to say they did Ingrid Goes West, which was fun with Avi Plaza. That was an f- interesting one. Like, uh, like all their movies have like a certain. See if you're a real A twenty four fan, would you think Spring Breakers? I don't think I saw Spring Breakers. I think we meant to, but we never got around to it. I love Spring Break. It's a lo- it's literally like a love or hate movie for people. Like you, wasn't you either wasn't, like it or you don't like it. Wasn't uh, James mid- Franco's in it? Wasn't mid nineties also A twenty four? Yes. Yeah, Did you watch mid nineties? No, I meant to. I just never got around to watching yes, it. I, was I, need, I need to watch it. Mid nineties. Me? Yeah. Yeah. I went to the fucking theater for that bullshit. It was okay. Like it was, I was like, oh, it wasn't as great as no, some of the other wanted... movies. But it wasn't bad. That movie sucked. Horrible. Horrible. No. <laughs> I did not like that movie at all. And I was like, can't believe I wasted a fucking AMC ticket on this. <laughs> Why do I feel like this is going to be Brady's reaction when he watches literally any Marvel movie? For his MCU thing. No, uh, Spring Breakers is really good. Uh, Mid 90s is really, really good. He needs to do timeline MCU. That's just my take. Anyway, I need to do what? Oh, timeline MCU. No. I already told you it was going to be released. Release order only. It would be easier for me to watch. It would be so much easier for me to watch. Because he'll be confused. That way I can keep up with it better. I'm I'm dumb, Joe. Okay. Like, I'll forget things halfway through the movie. Okay. Nah, man. Wait, he can't. We're not gonna make him watch both Guardians back to back. You gotta savor those. Nah, man. Just get it all. No. Get it all one time. Give me all the ooga. I swear to God, if we get to all Guardians, the time, we get to Guardians two, and he says he hates it. I already I'm know I like Guardians two. Huh? Guardian Guardians is one of the, one of the only freaking like movies in that series that I actually MCU that I actually enjoy. It's because you hate fun. <laughs> you, 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 Do I? Do I? Yes. I don't know. I like Captain America. Hugo Weaving, the Red Skull. I was like, yes. The only Red Skull there is. Although I will say Rice, or not Rice, Ross Marquardt did a really good job of filling those shoes for uh, whatever the last Avengers movie was. In game, right? Whatever yeah. you said, because you zinged out. So I don't know which is it. He was talking about Ross, Ross Marquand, uh-huh. who did Red Skull, Red Skull. in In Game. I said he did a pretty good job doing Red Skull. No, he didn't. Wasn't he it? Did. No, it wasn't. Wasn't it Hugo Weed? No, no, it was Ross McQuad that do weird. There's one of the dude dudes from Walking Dead. Yeah, please hold. It was Aaron. His, I think his A- Aaron. name was like Aaron from Walking Dead. Yeah, uh, the guy's built, like, built like a twig. Pretty sure he was too busy doing um, Mortal Engines or something, which was horrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like well, Mad shit, it Max. Sounded, it sounded just like him. 
Yeah. To me, I was like, oh, well, that dude does impressions. Like, you should really like look up him doing uh, uh, McConaughey one day. I'll check it out. But I, I mean, was... anybody can do a McConaughey impression. Yeah, it's pretty easy. But he tells you how to do it perfectly. He's first, you got to shine and shit, and you got to roll your ashes. <laughs> It's like, molas- it's like molasses pouring out your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that old Texas accent. Oh, man. Yeah. Then you got to drop uh, a Lincoln. Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I drive like that. I like just anymore. I'm just like driving. Just like, just... <laughs> I don't like just, I don't even realize I'm doing it half the time. So we're, uh, looking, we're looking at the menus at Draft House to order food. And uh, they have they have limited menus right now because it's still the pandemic going on. And uh, it said filming foods on the section where that's the entrees, but uh, it was just like telling you, hey, these, you know, these are things that that pair well with movies, and it's, it gives you a couple items. And I like I looked at that that section of the menu really quickly because I saw two burgers, and I scrolled to the bottom to see what else they had real quick, and it said bourbon. And it was Matthew McConaughey's bourbon that he makes, just served meat. And I was like, "Wait, are are they trying to advertise a bo- like a glass of a glass of bourbon as a meal?" And I was like, "Wait a minute!" I back up. I was like, "Look at the thing." I was like, "Oh no, they're just giving you different ideas." And I was like, I was very confused for a second. Like this um, advertising bourbon as your meal. No, you get the bottle of bourbon, and Matthew McConaughey himself comes and drinks it with you. Oh God, that'd be awesome. Have hey, you ever seen every- Bernie? Every time I go to Austin, I'm forever looking for Matthew McConaughey and Elijah Wood. Well, Richard Linklater. No, I'm always looking for Elijah Wood and Matthew McConaughey because I know where they're always seen. I'm usually in that same How could you not look for Richard Linklater? He's the reason McConaughey is McConaughey. I'm I'm busy looking for... Dazed and Confused was his first thing. I don't like Dazed and Confused. And then he did a Texas Chainsaw movie. There you go. Yeah. With uh, Renee Zellweger. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen that movie Bernie, though? No. I know it's Sean Bob, but I haven't seen it. It's really good. Cole will like it, too. Uh, it's got Jack Black. It's got Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, you don't need to tell me anything else. I'm on it. I forget who. Someone else is in it, but I forget who. But um, it takes place in Texas. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's Richard Linklater, again, who did it. Yeah, because as a contingency for the real life dude, the real life Bernie for his prison release, he had to live with Richard Linklater for like three years. Really? Huh. Yeah. But it's yeah, so he Bernie, it's this dude Bernie who becomes like uh, um, a caretaker for a woman and then like she just annoys the shit out of him so she pops him in the back. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, he shoots her and uh, kills her. And they're like the trial can't be held here because it's such a small part of Texas. Like, it's literally like a place beyond the pines kind of deal uh-huh. of Texas that like everyone knows everybody and everyone kind of wanted her dead on their own. So it'd be an unbiased <laughs> jury, or it'd be, yeah. a, it'd be a biased jury. Yeah, you can't get an unbiased. Person. But okay. the way they present this movie is like a documentary style, and okay. like so they they open the movie like explaining how this little area of texas works as far as like broader texas but then it's like yeah that bitch is stupid anyway we all wanted to kill her <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it. a really good movie i that sounds it's, right for texas it's one of those um 
it's a dark comedy type movie so yeah actually check it out uh and i also say that's her movication for the week i'm brady i'm joe i'm cole <laughs> see if you weren't looking for the damn trailer yeah if you weren't until you heard oh it's time to end oh i'm cole i'm cole that's joe, joe. that's brady you want to play a game no. Do you want to play a game?